a problem. Yeah, but you white people get up way too early. <laughs> We're central. <laughs> God damn. God I work damn. on the I work on the East Coast, so it mm -hmm. ends up being. Well, this is going to be interesting because I'm just I'm still halfway in dream state right now. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's make some internet history if we should. Absolutely. Uh, the good kind. The good kind. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's go ahead and just jump in. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, the Game of the Year watch for 2023. Uh, we have David Jaffe with us. If you guys don't know, I'm just going to give a brief summary uh, about his life and career. A video game designer, director for Down to Death, Twisted Metal, God of War, Calling Our Cars, Mickey Mania, and you're currently hosting the Gavin and Games. This is from his Twitter bio, which is, I think, absolutely descriptive. Uh, you had a chance. We sat down and got to know each other uh, last week during all that kind of crazy chaos. And oh, yeah. we, we said, hey, you want to come on our podcast? And so we shall. Um, this is my friend Chris. For those of you who are new as a part of this, we run a channel called Work to Game, and we, uh, we're nerds. Uh, <laughs> he looks like... Um, Turning off all the alerts. Who? No, he look. Chris looks like uh, that guy in uh, the Great, you know, Catherine the Great show with Elle uh, Fanning, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. I was I was gonna say it for you. I was like, Nicholas Holt's been the new one with this haircut. You get that a lot, do you? Nicholas Holt has been the new one. God, that must be nice. I get like Rick. Moranis. Yeah, he's he's constantly getting told he looks like. Chris from work again. So <laughs> Every day I'm driving set. nuts. That's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> and Ginger, you look anyway. Um, so let's start the podcast. <laughs> I look incredibly like the sun. I don't. I don't shine. think you look like. I'm trying to. I don't know if you look. Does anybody ever tell you, you look like anybody? Maybe Zach oh. Galifianakis. Maybe. So yeah. probably now with the beard and everything like that. But like, as I lose weight, like when I was at my like actual appropriate weight. I got yep. Edward Norton all the time. People oh, thought, very cool. I, I have, I don't know, apparently a peri, uh, uh, like a very chiseled jaw and and what have you. But people would think that I, I look like Edward Norton. Now, I'm curious about what people say about in your comments, because anytime I'm not on camera, I get Bill Murray. People are like, D wait, Bill Murray has a YouTube channel? And that's you mean the, because you look like him or because you no, sound like him? I guess because it's an audible thing, because most oh. of my most of my YouTube content is is gameplay focused. So people were like, wait, is this Bill Murray? And I don't know. It's It wasn't a one-off. It literally happens five or six times a month that I'll see a comment going like, does this guy sound like Bill Murray? Like, uh, and I and I, I never made the connection. You better you check. You better check with your wife. Make sure she knows you're not Bill Murray. She might be out of there. <laughs> She's like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, the Groundhog Day guy. Forget it. Forget oh, it. Man. What a freaking good movie. All yeah. right. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking with David because uh, why not? This is uh, he runs a YouTube uh, sh live show. I absolutely encourage you to check it out. I've been following uh, him and his YouTube content uh, for a while now. And it's really cool. cool. And it's really cool to see, obviously, somebody who has real world industry experience be able to sit down and talk about their love of video games. Uh, you know that. And I think that's the, the important aspect. But. I want to focus on this year alone, 2023, and I want to get your first thoughts and your first take uh, this year before we get into kind of our game of the year prediction in and of itself. How would you rate these, the state of gaming in 2023 from your, <clears throat> uh, your experience, both as a professional, but also as a gamer? It's been insane. It is. I was talking about this yesterday to some people, and uh, I said to them, 2023 is, is the best year in gaming that 
I can remember in a very long time, if not ever. And, you know, obviously people are now it was 2004 or whatever, whatever, you know, but it, it has just been month after month after month, multiple games each month, almost where you're just like, wow, that's really awesome. And we were talking about why that was. And, you know, I brought up maybe it had something to do with the pandemic, whether or not it was, you know, maybe working from home lets people get more creative or focused, or maybe it's the games took longer. So everything that was supposed to come out scattered throughout the last, you know, two years is now all coming out in the, in one year, but whatever it is, man, it is, if you start at the very beginning of the year with dead space remake and just go down the line, um, it's I've never seen anything like it. And, and, and every, like, I just started playing a game yesterday that's in beta open beta starts today. And it's, you know, you got to give things time who knows, but at the moment I'm like, that's, that's a game of the year contender. Right. I mean, you're talking about Palia. Yeah. 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 Uh, Have you played it? Very. uh, I have uh, yet to install it. But yeah, I'm looking forward to for checking it out because I, that is the one thing that just is this hum where it's not like I've never felt like everybody's like, oh, my God, you got to go play this game. But there's just been this hum like, hey, I'm really look, I'm, I'm kind of curious about what this is. And it's really shocking. So you've been playing it. I can't stop playing it. I love it. What about it makes you love it? Um, well, okay. So I, you know, when I came on your show, I was like, you know, I've never really gotten into MMOs. I'm looking for one. And we talked a little bit about tower of fantasy and, uh, I played that for a little bit the other day and it just wasn't for me. I thought it was beautiful, just insanely gorgeous looking game. And, uh, the combat felt great, but after, you know, a couple hours, I was like, just not for me. Um, Palia doesn't have any combat which I love combat. I mean, God of War and, you know, I'm, I want, you know, I, I love action games. Elden Ring's my favorite game of all time. Um, but there's something, I don't know if it's an age thing or just my life or just, I don't know. I was never animal crossing, never harvest moon, never one of those guys, but this just feels like a hug. Whenever I load it up, there's, there's something about a couple of new games uh, in the sort of cozy games genre in the last couple months where I've just been programmed to receive and really accept and embrace what they're offering. And it, it's just delightful and it's chill and it's relaxing and you just love, it feels like you're living in Disneyland. I know that sounds like awful to some people, but I love Disneyland. Um, and it, it just, if you know, you've got all these NPCs walking around, you've got real people walking around, um, it's fun to build your house. It's fun to craft. It's fun to fish. It's just, and again, who knows if it's going to have staying power. I may be bored out of my mind in a, in a week, but right now after three days of nonstop playing, uh, it just feels like at the end of the day or anytime throughout the day, I just want to go there and detox and live in that world, which I don't think you can say anything better about, uh, an MMO or a video game in general. But again, I'm not a hardcore MMO guy. So someone like you who's deep into the final fantasy stuff, maybe you're like, dude, this is so basic. And it might be, I don't know. I've heard it described as like animal crossing meets an MMO. Um, and maybe that's what it is. And since I don't have a lot of experience with either people will just go, dude, this is old hat, but I fucking love it. When you find yourself enjoying a genre that you're not familiar with liking do you think it's that that genre has grown into something that better aligns with you or do you think it's more that like what you're looking for has changed 
I, I think that's a great, interesting question. I mean, I think it's got to be both, right? I mean, I, I, I think for me, I have found myself coming around more to the cozier games. Now, again, I'm playing everything. So my, you know, like I said, Dead Space, RE Remake, uh, 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 what the fuck is the, you know, all, all, we'll talk about them, but Tears of the Kingdom, all that stuff. Can't wait for Baldur's Gate. But there's somewhere in my life where I have a switch has been flipped where it's like, you know what, man, it, it's been a really busy week or it's been a rough day or, or that was a really hard phone call I had to make. I just want to turn off and escape into this delightfully cozy world. So I don't know if I've, I don't know why that works for me now and it never did, but certainly if you listen to the Palia guys, Palia, however you fucking say it, um, you know, their game is designed to sort of take the best of Harvest Moon and Elden, uh, not Elden Ring, imagine, uh, Harvest Moon and uh, uh, Animal Crossing and then sort of bring it out to an MMO. I don't know if they're the first that have done that, but they seem, if you read the press, to think they are. And maybe that's why, because no one's done that before. But it's a great peanut butter chocolate blend. So when you guys talk about game of the year, um, as this kind of slowly heads that direction. I guess I've always kind of wondered what that award is supposed to really represent. Like I can go read whatever excerpt they, they release for whatever judging body determines each award. But like as gamers, we seem to receive those very different. For example, Final Fantasy 14 mm -hmm. often wins like community of the year. And my understanding yeah. is that award is given based on like their community team, those like unsung heroes. And the wow. community themselves are like, we're amazing. It's like, I don't right, think right. it's actually us that's winning. Like I think, uh, I think I'll, we're taking I'll, it from the only thankless job. I'm like, gonna put the, the reward. Most thankless yeah, job. I'm gonna put the reward yeah. right up there. <laughs> Let's go, baby. And so, <laughs> like so, you guys are Kanye like, to their Taylor Swift, you know, <laughs> which which is only <laughs> funny because it's it's already a job that's so thankless. So, like the you one get the joke because you're really. old, and Chris doesn't get the joke because he's young, and that's what's delightful about me. Anyway, uh, sorry, go ahead. I I understand that. No, I appreciate you understood it. You understood it, but it didn't get you like Ginger got it. Ginger got it in the nether regions. You got it in the brain box. Well, that's where Chris gets everything. He's a brain box guy. Yeah. I, I yeah, feel I feel it here. Chris feels yeah. it here. Uh, that's right. In the yang situation. But but you're okay, but you're right though. If you if, if, if you know, I have been on those nominating bodies, I've been on those voting bodies. I I think the only game of the year that matters is, is, is you personally and maybe some of the people in the world, whether they're your friends or they're people that you read or watch on YouTube or whatever that you genuinely vibe with. But game of the year is voted on by people who haven't played most of the games. Right. Uh, it's nominated by people who haven't played all of the games. And so, you know, I play everything. I, I'm very lucky that I have the time and the ability to play everything. So I play VR. I play super weird indie games that aren't even on Steam. Like if you have to go to their own website to play it or itch.io. And then I play the big shit like Elden and Starfield and Spider-Man 2 and all that. And if you're not playing up and down the spectrum, your, your contributions to a conversation about game of the year are almost useless.
That's every um, MMO player, by the way. We don't have time for other games. <laughs> which is fine. So that would make a lot of sense to me if somebody were to say, you know, the MMO award is specifically from this group of people that, you know, but, but ultimately it's, it's, it's such a weird thing because it's this human desire and which gets translated into a marketing desire that they want to serve. So they make money to sort of say, this is best and this is worst. And this is number two and this is number three and this is number one. And I get, I love that shit too. I love seeing the top 10 games of the year. I love seeing the most downloads every month on PlayStation. But the fact of the matter is, is if, if you really step back from it, it's really quite stupid because you're putting, you're kind of saying this piece of creativity is better than this piece of creativity. And for me this year, let's say Polya is game of the year. Um, and it'll make for fun content and fun discussions. If somebody wants to come at me and argue, no, it's tears or Baldur's gate or uh, 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 Starfield or whatever. And that's fine. I mean, that's, it's nice to have content. It's nice to have, you know, a little bit of drama, but end of the day, if Polly is my game of the year, it means it's, it's touching something within me filthy. It's touching something within me um, <laughs> that, you know, is, is what I need and what my that's soul needs. And, and in that, who gives a shit what IGN thinks is game of the year or Jeff Keighley's awards, which I think are great produced, wonderful show. Uh, but fundamentally, I mean, I even had Jeff on the show this year and I said to him, I said, you know, your best design award makes no sense because you're giving it to the director and you're giving it to the design. And those are two very different things. Just like art direction. You can't give art direction and best technical art. They're different things. A beautiful game doesn't necessarily have great art direction. It's just a beautiful technical game. Um, and so it's just, it, it's such a meaningless concept that I know it's fun to argue about. The views go up, the checks get bigger during that time of the year, but it's kind of dumb. Well, that's, I mean, that's my favorite review so far is. Polly had touched me something filthy. David Jaffe. <laughs> David Jaffe. Uh, that's. <laughs> Hey, everybody, hey, put that on the box. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and that's where, that's where I'd like, that's why I appreciate somebody that tends to be a little more level headed and has touched it all of the games. So when you have somebody like skill up that comes in and says like, here's what the game is doing well, because mm. telling me it's game of the year is just like an anonymous thing. doesn't tell me anything. If I'm trying to pick the next game that I want to play with my friends and you're like, this game's amazing for single player and terrible at multiplayer, but overall it's a really great game. And I'm looking for a multiplayer experience. Right. The context says like it doesn't matter how good it is at single player, it's not going to fill the need. And so That's exactly right. Understanding what somebody's looking for, you talk about like I've got a lot going on right now, I want something that lets me relax. That's a way different place than somebody that is looking for something to challenge them. Maybe work's been really really slow and boring lately and they're looking for something to kind of pick up the pace. Um so with game of the year, how does something I don't ideally you would pick a game that transcends all of that. Ideally you pick a game that just works for everybody. Right. Um, and I, I think the best way to, I, well, I think the best way to do that. And, and, and again, you have to remember, assuming you've forgotten, you, you, you have to be aware that game of the year as it's defined by the press and, you know, the PR people and all that stuff, that's marketing, right? I mean, that is, that exists to push games and push media, companies and all that stuff at certain times of the year. But if you really cared and it doesn't matter, but if you really were curious about what the best, whatever that means game was from a year, you would let five years pass 
And then you would basically this year, 2023, you'd be celebrating 2018's best game because, you know, the you know, hmm. Keeley show and the Dice Awards get it right more than they get it wrong. But if you go back and look at the game of the year winner from a certain year and then you look at the nominees and you're like, wait, you know, Bloodborne wasn't nominated. It was nominated for action game, but not best. You know, time really is the best judge yeah. of what game has been most fluent influential from that year. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, but that's only if you're really genuinely serious about sort of historically wondering, but I think the better thing to do is go, Hey, it's 2023. Here were the 10 games of the year that seem to make most people excited and happy. And you don't know what they're going to be. So you get a little bit of that surprise, but it's a really, it, what a dumb thing to go. Baldur's <laughs> gate is better than Starfield. Assuming Starfield's as good as I hope it'll be. What a dumb thing. It's like, what do you mean it's better? It's better for you, you know, but it's better? That's just dumb. I mean, it's not like Redfall. Okay, fine. But we're talking, you know, games that are great. That's just dumb. No, the five years thing is intriguing because it wouldn't just be like for posterity's sake, like looking at some historical record. But what I use game of the year as is like, what did I miss? Like what game just Mm -hmm. sailed right by, you know, your RSS feed gets 200 different notifications a day. And you just, you just Mm -hmm. somehow missed that whole title. It's a studio you've always enjoyed. And you're just like, I didn't even know they came out with another one of those. What was a surprise for you in the last couple of years where you're like, Oh my God, game of the year, help me find something I missed. So I I've really enjoyed picking up on some of the smaller titles like disco Mm -hmm. Elysium and, Mm -hmm. um, and then like, I think vampire survivors got nominated and that's what pushed me over to that. And I was like, how the hell did I miss this? I miss three dollars. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so I think getting into, um, outer worlds is one that pops up as just one that I would have missed. And then it got nominated and that put it on top of mind. And then it went on the game pass and it's like, well, now it's free. Um, so I think it's those games that maybe fall outside of genres I would typically go to. Uh, yeah. I wasn't going to miss a Zelda game. So as, as amazing as I think Tears of the Kingdom is, I wasn't going to miss it. Like that's right. So, so that, like, I hope it wins something. I think it's deserving of that. And I think the sales and reception alone, it's, it's definitely a contender, but it's like, that's not what I'll take away from the awards. What I'll take it from away from the awards is, you know, Pallia touched me something filthy. Like, I don't know that I was going to make time for that. <laughs> Sorry, that was my inner Michael Jackson coming out. Um, that it's, would a, it's a OCD help. thing. That would help. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think, and that, you know, I got people, I, I said this and I was saying it mostly joking, but at the end of the day, I was kind of serious to an extent when on my channel, I was talking to people and I said, you know, you don't get to come at me and I mean, I don't care what you call yourself. I'm not like gatekeeping the word gamer. I don't care. <laughs> but when people come at me and they're like, you never finish games or you like game pass or all this stuff. I'm like, look, bitch, <laughs> you, you want to, you want to go toe to toe with me. Forget my own personal work history. Just as a gamer who's been gaming since 19 fucking 74, sit the fuck down. But you want to go toe to toe with me. That's fine. Then you need to play some shit. If, if your knowledge of games starts and ends at NeoGAF and IGN and you don't play indie games and you don't know what itch.io is and you don't know that one of the best horror games of all uh, of all time is called Devotion, but you can only get it on redcandlegames.com because it was banned on Steam and banned on uh, uh, the consoles because of China, but it's one of the scariest, creepiest games of all time. Don't fucking tell me that 
you're a gamer and I'm not. I don't care if you're a gamer and I don't care if I am a gamer, but don't fucking try to come at me with your bona fides when you ain't got shit. Oh my God, who's upset today? Not me. Hey, medicine time. <laughs> One of the things I, I, I'm guilty of is I fell into that trap uh, in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, where if a game didn't review like at a nine or above on the uh, you yeah. know IGN or whatever, I just was like, I'm not going to touch it. And then as I like matured and, you know, and, and grew up, I realized I missed a lot of really good games. And I realized the, the problem with overall reviewing games, just the amount of games that are reviewing. Maybe somebody is a fan of that genre, but they got slotted to review that game because we need mm -hmm. that content going out. And I ended up realizing and going back and playing some like really great games that I was like, oh, it got an eight. Oh, it got a seven. But it turns out like I like that style of game. I really resonated with that. And now that I thankfully I have a little bit of money and game prices, you know, for the older games usually are a pretty affordable, you know, hobby. Uh, right. It ended up being something where it's like, this is really kind of a treat. Is there anything that like you've stepped into? You came from game development, but you've stepped into content creation and are mm -hmm. on this side with gabbing with games. Like, is there anything that like when you look at the overall landscape of content creators? Because I, I, I do see something that you kind of called out, like people gatekeeping the word gamer. But I do mm -hmm. see this concept of like the content creators versus gamers, that content creators aren't gamers because they're more focused in, and they're actually making money for, off of their content, off their reviews. Therefore, they're not legitimate or honest. Do you have any take on the current state of like what it means to be a content creator? I just heard a buzzsaw in my... That's, that's my plumber. That's oh, why there's I, stuff I, in here. Is so I'm, started, I'm currently yeah. in the process of having all my water, my water main replaced. I'll mute. Yeah, my brain is very dark. And I heard so that I too, and I was like, <clears throat> "Yeah, I have ADD. Here. It's very. I just go oh, buzzsaw killers, serial killers. Anyway, um, shh, focus, Jeffy. Point being, fellas, uh, content creators. Um, you know, I here's what I'll tell you. I I think as long as the audience knows what they're getting. I'm all for whatever anybody's doing like this, this Saturday, I don't know how it's going to go. I'm kind of nervous about it. Uh, it's the first time anyone's ever paid me money to play a video game. Like hmm. they, they reached out and said, Hey, we'll pay you this much money to play this game for an hour on your stream. I'm like, sure. It was, you know, it's a lot of money for an hour. I'm like, what? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it may not be my cup of tea, right? Because I'm not going to lie about it. It's like, if I don't like it, I'll, and, and somebody says, Jaffe, what do you think of the game? I'm going to be like, eh, or I'll be like, oh, it's fucking great. I don't know what it is. Um, and I think people know that with me and I have the financial luxury of being able to piss off those people. If it turns out that they don't like my content because I don't like their game. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Um, but I do know that a lot of content creators are, you know, they're beholden to that access. Uh, and they're beholden to that money. And I, it's, it, you know, you're only as noble as your options, right? So it, it's easy for me to go, look at me. I, I don't kowtow to the man because I can say no. Yeah, I can afford to say no. Um, but when I was, you know, coming up as just a 20 something, I would steal games from Sony ImageSoft and sell them at the used game store. I would. Um, so, you know, everybody's, everybody's only as, as virtuous as they can be at the, any given moment. So, but I think they have to be on the up and up and honest about it. I think as long as you're honest about, Hey, I like my cyberpunk game chair. 
Uh, I like that they fly me all over because I never would have gotten to go to San Francisco and I got to go on Ubisoft's time to play Assassin's Creed. But just don't front and pretend that you're a man of the people when, you know, you got to, you got to, you know, scratch their back and they'll scratch yours. So <laughs> I like game then grave put up yeah, those game chairs. That's great. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, but overall, I think people find who they like. Right. I mean, I, I don't like a lot of content creators in the game space. I don't mean I don't like them, but I don't they don't offer a lot that I don't already have. But every now and then I'll find someone and go, hey, that guy's that guy or that girl's got something really, really cool. And I tend to like the ones that niche down. Like I like the ones that really focus like for me on horror, horror gaming. And that's all their channel is, is just indie horror games. Stuff I would never hear about. And I played this game the other night called uh, Horror Globes. Terrible name. And it's not the world's best game, but it was good. It was like, I would have never played this game. It was a $5 game I got on Steam. It lasted me two hours. I finished it. It ended up being about this witch that kidnaps kids and turns them into candy for Halloween. It was creepy as fuck. Um, and, you know, those are the kind of content creators that I, I vibe with because they really do offer me something which is like i didn't know that was a thing i didn't know that was out there i'm i by the way you guys seem very professional i cuss i ramble a lot if your audience is just getting to know me a thank you but and you know this is the way it works folks welcome to ginger prime gaming everybody right now who's watching live check under your seat you get an entire month of ritalin huh ritalin god damn it folks it's good to be american anyway that's my answer. I, I think I like the it. context is a key part you hit on there because like, even if you really do enjoy the game and you, you could pass whatever lie detector test, whatever the sniff test holds up. It is nice to know that like somebody whose first experience in a community is they get flown out somewhere and they get yeah. the game for free and they get a collector's edition console. And when they have a tech support issue, the director themselves calls them <laughs> right, and right. about it. Like, even if they're like, yeah, I do like it. Like they're not lying. It's not like they're like, I hate it, but I'm going to say I like it because like they do like it. But it's important to know that like the experience they're having is not scalable. Like if you have a tech issue, yeah, will not be calling you. And so it's it's nice to know that way on the up and up. You're like, no, I am having a good time, but I'm aware that there are things in here that while I'm trying to keep my opinion really honest. You know, I didn't have to make a choice between buying this game and buying another game this month. That's right. And now if I point. don't like this, I'm going to be immediately bitter. So I'm already like on that edge because I'm going to buy that other game too. Cause I got this one for free. Uh, and There's so, so much of that filter, fun. even if you're just a gamer and you're not in the press or you're not in content creator so much you, of you, you have to be able to, to push away a lot of the, the horse shit because I spent 70 bucks on this game. So I'm probably going to hype it up a little bit more because I want to feel like my purchase was valid. I mean, there's a million sure. ulterior yeah. motives There's to the get in the way too of yeah. of just the purity of was this good which again is a good reason time yeah. really makes all things clear um that's, that's what we see a lot with some people on just watching reviews is they're just trying to find a review that justifies their expending habits and the same reason why like apple and like car companies spend so much money on advertising even after you've purchased their car yeah. so that way you don't have this regret you see the the ad and you're like yeah this car is amazing or this product that i spent you know an insane amount of money on is amazing i'll continue to make my payments you know things like that and yoshi p himself went on 
record saying that a big reason why they spend money like on advertising isn't to draw in new players it's to keep the existing player base because kind of that mm. front of mind ends up being a huge aspect to it but uh, i jumped in because i just thought it was an interesting thought go ahead i didn't mean to cut you off unless you <laughs> unless i distracted your add no i that's uh, i thought we we're just having a conversation i, I yeah. is this lord of the flies do you have the conch i don't i don't fucking know uh <laughs> Uh, okay. So, uh, what were you talking about now? I'm distracted. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think content creators, uh, is, I think as long as they're on the up and up, uh, the, the tricky thing is, I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know where I was fellas. You distracted me, ginger P. <laughs> well, where's the line, right? So like, yeah, a gamer wants to talk about a gamer wants to talk about games cause they're having such a good time. So they go out to a forum and yeah. they post because they want to find other people to share this experience with. Is that content? Like somebody else consumes sure. it. Well, it so is for you guys. So, yeah. so Ginger, like, I mean, your whole so channel you is built anything, on that, right? As soon as you yeah. post anything, are you a content creator? Like the first time you tweet, well, the first sure, time but... you leave something in a Discord that's bigger than just you and your friends, like is that? And if, if that's not the line, then like, is it the first time you upload a video or you try streaming? I don't think nobody sees the video, I, right? If a tree falls in the forest, does it like so? Like the we've made it like content creators versus gamers versus developers, but a lot of developers are only in this because they like playing games. It's not like people like you know what game development is. It's just great healthcare benefits and phenomenal hours. Horrible. Like it's horrible. So horrible you're, job. you're working way hard to yeah. get paid not enough to be told your crap on the internet. So if you don't like it, I don't know why you're doing it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> That's why I stopped doing it. That's why I stopped doing it. I mean, I didn't get told I was crap on the internet that much, but it, it's hard. It's a really hard job. Hard. And if you don't love the nuts and bolts of it, get the fuck out because it, yeah. it'll kill you. But what I'll say though, is that um, a lot of content creators and journalists seem to look at it as we're using this as a stepping stone to get into video games, like mm -hmm. whether it's PR development design, which is fine. I don't, I don't knock anybody for getting to where they want to be or think they want to be any way they can. But sometimes I do think it comes at the cost of the content they're putting out because how, you know, how many of these, I mean, literally, and I, I'm not saying it was, it was him. I'm not saying he has anything to apologize for, but the lead designer of destiny Two, uh, I think his name is, uh, Luke, he used to work for one up. He'd interviewed me numerous yeah. times and, uh, now he jumped to that. Now that doesn't mean that his, his reporting, I don't think it was ever compromised, but I think that that story happens a lot with content creators and journalists. And that's, you know, I just think people should be aware of, of that when they're reading content from journalists and stuff, it's like, where, what are they really about? You know, what do they really want out of this? And in, in his case, I don't think it was anything. I, you know, it didn't affect his reporting, but sometimes you're like, Jesus Christ, get out of their buttholes. You know, with uh, with Luke Smith, because like uh, I followed Luke him Smith, from one right. to, uh, and I was excited to see, like, I was like, oh, interesting. He was a big World of Warcraft guy. So you can start to actually see the influence and the direction of Destiny 2 with him taking over and having various, you know, uh, Warcraft, you know, themes and the idea of creating these like he said this and it was interesting because from a design perspective i think I, I got excited i was like they wanted to create these moments that you wanted to be a part of right mm -hmm. and 
what in reality and my my takeaway from like that goal is that they felt artificial and they didn't feel natural and everybody got frustrated at it as opposed to when those moments just happen naturally where you can't predict it you can't you just you create all the tools in the sandbox and all of a sudden people to come together and all of a sudden minecraft becomes the biggest thing in the world and you just right, you know right. like as opposed to like oh we're going to actively tr- do this and that was something where uh with his like we haven't heard from luke smith in a while when it comes to destiny and i'm I, i'm assuming that he's working on like you know marathon or, marathon, or right. matador like because there's another theoretical product unless that's the same thing who knows right um yeah so have you uh what, what what do you think about the like this? This is an interesting pivot because you we, you brought up Destiny, but obviously Sony is uh just bought you know Bungie for like three point six billion. Microsoft's right. about to close on the Activision Blizzard uh, company, and you've praised Game Pass, and I think mm-hmm. all three of those things are hot button topics for you know the Twitterverse and you know the internet content right. creators. What what's your it's read X, on this? Yeah, which actually. which one specifically? I mean, they're all very different in some ways. Well, let's focus <clears> in <throat> on acquisitions, right? Because that's essentially kind of like forefront of the mind. Right. Uh, how do you feel like uh, with the state of acquisitions? Is this good and healthy business uh, opportunity? It's it's, it's normal. It's, I, I you know the story I tell. I remember I was at E three, and Scott Campbell and I, who started uh, Eat Sleep Play uh, before I went off to do Bartlett Jones, was we went to a party. And some Sony lawyers were there and they said, oh, what are you guys up to? And we said, oh, we just started a company. And then Scott was joking, but he was. And he's like, yeah, then we're going to sell it back to you guys in two years. And, and the lawyer says, oh, yeah, you're doing the dance, right? I mean, that's just the way it works. And I think if you don't have, I don't think you have to have inside knowledge or inside baseball knowledge. But I think if you don't have just a lived history of seeing the cycle I understand why the knee jerk is they're buying up everything. It's horrible. Oh my God. But the thing you have to remember is that creativity goes where creativity can express itself. Mm -hmm. Right. So there are these things called key man agreements when your company gets bought. And like, so I imagine Todd Howard had to sign one when Microsoft bought Bethesda and it was like, okay, I will be here for X years after the acquisition. And if not, you're not going to get all your bonuses and all that stuff. If you, if you leave before your key man contract is done. Um, so ultimately Todd Howard's not going to stop being Todd Howard any more than uh, Kojima would stop being Kojima or, you know, and, and not just like the names, you know, but a great artist who does great effects is not going to lose their desire to do great effects because Microsoft bought them right? They may not like working at Microsoft and you'll have a couple of years where they have to wait for this clock to run out and then they'll go start another company. So that that's just, you know, even the guys doing Polya, right? They, they mm-hmm. came from Riot. You know, it, it, it's not like it's like, oh, Riot bought all, you know, the, people who are creative find a way to A, express that creativity on someone else's dime usually and make a lot of money. And then when they sell, eventually they go somewhere else. And a lot of times you just, it's just, that's the cycle of their career. So it, the acquisitions don't bother me because it's like, people are like, yes, but Microsoft always fucks up everything they buy. Great. So maybe they'll fuck up everything they buy. The game industry isn't going to crash because of it. The people that are create Harvey Smith is not done 
because may I don't think it was Microsoft that fucked up Redfall, but regardless, other than ultimately the buck should stop with them. But let's assume it was Harvey Smith isn't done. He's one of the most interesting designers out there. He's not done because they were acquired. Arcane was acquired by Microsoft. Uh, he's done when he wants to be done. He'll go somewhere else, you know, so it doesn't bother me. doesn't bother me. What about the state of uh, Game Pass as a subscription-based service for these games and gamers maybe not buying games or re like changing that up versus Sony's offerings where Didn't they just they come out and outright refute that? Didn't they just say that it sold that number of game sales went up? Yeah, that was a while ago. There have been a couple of conflicting stories out of Microsoft. One of them more than a year ago, they were saying that games on Game Pass actually increase sales. But then when the lawsuit, not the lawsuit, but the, the court stuff the with FTC, the yeah. acquisition happened, they were like, well, it's not always like that. So I guess it depends on the game. Um, I love, look, well, first, before I get to Game Pass, because I love yeah. Game Pass, but, uh, you know, for all of the stuff I think they do wrong, PS Plus is doing great right now. Like August is an insane month for PS Plus. Um, the fact that they're getting Sea of Stars day one is in their start. You know, they did that with Meet Your Maker. Mm -hmm. um, they're starting to get more of the double A and smaller games day one. So I think they understand the value of that. They're starting to do streaming on PS5 games. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so, you know, I, I don't think they are as far behind Game Pass, although I still love what Game Pass promises if Phil Spencer and Matt Booty can get their shit together. But anyway, OK, all that said. <laughs> Um, of course people buy, I mean, that's so stupid. Of course you buy less games. If you have an Xbox, why would you not? That's like, guess what? I buy less Blu-rays now that most of my shit I watch on subscription services. You know, it, 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 do you think Microsoft is like, I don't understand. You mean, you mean we give it away for psychological free, but why aren't they buying it at the Walmart? I like how the uh, the Southern Texas, you know, accent is the, is the well, de facto go to. Like. I'm from I'm from Alabama, so I can do that. I can get I got to get out of giant out. oil yeah. exec in every <laughs> right. company. But I'm just, yeah, I'm just I'm just saying it's like, this, what, what do you think they didn't think about on. this? That was their bit. That was their play. Their play was, look, we're probably going to take a bath when it comes to, you know, third party licensing fees that we get when somebody sells a game, and puts on Xbox. But our future isn't console. And our future is subscription. Our future is um, is something, if they have a future, they may not. But if they have a future in gaming, it's Game Pass. So, again, I think if the story was Microsoft is so stupid, they were caught unaware that people would not turn around and buy the game after they got it for free, that's a fascinating story. But that's not what the story is. Um, game then get Grave says, I buy the games regardless of Game Pass. I still support the devs. I don't believe in that. I don't, I mean, no offense, do what you got to do with your life. I, I appreciate that, Grave. But I don't believe in that idea of supporting the devs. I, 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 just, I just don't. I, I think you're a customer first. You support yourself first. And, and if the devs haven't made a good enough deal, that's their problem. And I don't mean that like callously, like I don't give a fuck about the devs, but the business model shouldn't be so uh, uh, fragile that individual consumers are having to make a conscious choice to make sure that the people making the content can eat, right? That's, that's a ridiculous, it's like, no, buy with your money what you want um, and don't worry about the people making it because that's not part of the equation. It shouldn't be, I don't think. 
I think relying on altruism would be a bad business model. Like like banking on yeah. banking on charity, like like this part of the pie chart has to come up from charity would be a really bold financial choice. Right. Um, right. You know, like that's, that's I mean, unless you're the church or Scientology. You know, yeah, but or any religion. You're, okay. So any group that can just avoid taxes can that's operate right. however they want. Can you believe Scientology uh, doesn't pay, pay taxes, a fucking penny don't in taxes. rely on charity? Um, is, that about? is the moral yeah. here, I think. So yeah. you're a very serious person, Chris, aren't you? I, I am. I am. <laughs> what is that serious. like? It's, what is that? It's terrible. Is it uh, bad? It's so bad all the time. Is there uh, just like this voice inside that's like, I just want to be free. Just, but, just picture like a hamster on a wheel and like the, the light is right there and he just wants to get to the light and he's going faster and faster and he's tired and, and he's he never going to get break, there the wheels already going and he doesn't want to bounce around the wheel so now he's got to run faster to keep up it's just and if he just awful. stopped and realized if it's he could so stop bad. running i know he could get to the light i know he's, a great, he's a great guy to drink with hamsters. though so like mm. it's not better let's uh, smoke pot boys who's got pot i know it's over half the states have legalized it so like is it over half? Yeah, it, it, yeah. medicinal, but like that's the gateway. Uh, <laughs> that's the true so gateway. <laughs> once you go medicinal, you're a doctor. You please, my cataracts. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got Doctor uh, Pepper. We just, in one my more step. Just slow down is what I'm gonna go with. Um, so the great thing about Game Pass as a gamer is you talked earlier about let's judge games looking backwards. Let's judge yes. games five years later, ten years later, and what the Game Pass model is taught me is that games are going to get a second life when they later come up for like a Seinfeld contract and they get to re renegotiated. And one of the problems with bringing back the all time greats is a lot of them are tied up in the fact that like 30 people own them. And so you literally can't hunt down and re-release these games from 1985 because I don't even know how you would find who has the rights to like all of that. Like it always feels like there's some battle for who can, with that or like what brings those games forward and it feels like they've gotten a lot better about making sure hey let's not just keep the game licensable while we all work here let's think about what happens after we leave like let's think about what happens when this game's 10 years old and ideally i, I don't know maybe that's just me being an optimist i you know clearly you've identified me as one um i'm hopeful that these streaming services are going to allow us to have longer tails on games because i look back and i miss a game from 2005 and sometimes it's hard to find it now and if it would pop up on game pass that's a chance to kind of rediscover something you missed yeah i i i noticed that with with you know i watched over the weekend it's not that old it's like two years old but i watched this show on hulu called devs that people had been recommending to me which was wonderful but it's you know it's the hype on that show is dead there's no more marketing for it but it's out there and so I watched it and I was like, Hey, this is fantastic. But with games though, I know a lot of people talk about preservation and, Oh, we're going to lose this and lose that. Uh, it's never really bothered me that much, but maybe that's because 99% of what I want to play. If I want to go online, I can play it. I don't even, I don't even need to download it and get an emulator. I can just type in play. I mean, seriously, if you type in PlayStation browser, you can play all the PS1 games that were ever released that, that you can remember. And, you know, there's like eight of them out there. And, you know, some are better than others. And it's not going to be as good. Like if you play Twisted Metal 2 
on the browser version, it, you know, it's 80% of what the actual game is. They get a little bit of the sound bad and all that compared to what Sony just released last week, which is a wonderfully beautiful, pristine version, uh, you know, better than what we released, solid frame rate, all this stuff. But, you know, I, I, I've not, it's not like I feel like I, I really want to play Tenchu. I can't play it anymore. So yeah, you can type in Tenchu PlayStation browser. You're up, up and running in a minute. Um, same thing with like old arcade games. So I get it, but it doesn't bother me too much. I'm also like, you know what? We're all going to be dead in 70 years. Who cares? The uh, You bring up an interesting point about being dead, but uh, the uh, on the concept like Barbie. Though, yeah. <laughs> on the concept of uh, streaming, right? Is that when we yeah. look at the current state of Xbox Series X and S, PS5, I'm seeing a lot of gaming frustration about how it ultimately translates this. They haven't, I haven't seen anybody say this verbatim, but the, the feeling is under, uh, under it is that this generation hasn't been as big as the leap as we've seen in generations past. Yes, we can do 4k, but now we're seeing Starfield drop into the 30 frames. Obviously Redfall struggled and they don't, they haven't even released their 60 frame patch that they said they were working yeah, on. Insane, and yeah. so ultimately I see a lot of people are like frustrated with the current state of consoles. And I've always looked at it from an engineering and economic perspective of, well, you are also trying to release the console as a budget. If you have a PC, the PC is going yeah. to crush those, the, those the, requirements. The, I, I say this all the time. The, the console people off about their consoles in terms of power um, as long as the game runs and runs at a solid frame rate consider yourself grateful because you've basically bought you know a Camry and you go around pretending it's a Ferrari it's like it's a fucking console it costs you $400 $500 you want top of the line go get a PC if you don't that's cool. I drive a Corolla from 2003. That's what I drive. I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just saying that don't act like you've got some kind of hot kit of tech under your fucking TV. Um, and, and it's like, dude, it's a console. What do you, what, you know, that's what you bought. It was, it was, it was obsolete the minute you took it out of the store. And game then Grave says all PS1 games ran 60. No, they didn't. Not at all. Tw Twisted Metal 1 ran 15 frames a second, and we were proud of it. The uh, the follow-up then is then what about the problem then of exclusives? Obviously, consoles get people in through these exclusives. Sure. Microsoft brings them PC day and date. PlayStation makes you wait a very, very long time. Where do you think that falls in relation to what we're talking about, having that premiere experience? Well, I mean, I, I, I again, I, I think you have, okay, so if you're talking, and I don't know the crux of your demographic for your audience, but it's final um, fantasy. that's pretty much the audience on this channel. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, but what I'm saying is when you say premiere, that uh, kind of like game of the year, right? That means a lot of different things to people. But I think what you mean when you say premiere experience, you're talking best of the best graphics on that you can get on console great production value, voice acting, a lot of money being spent. Mm. It feels like an event when they release it, that kind of thing. If that's what you define as a premier title, then yeah, I mean, I think Sony is, you know, doing the best they can given that they can't afford uh, to put last of us part three out day one, because the budget is over $200 million. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, they, they're going to make a shit ton of money. So they're doing kind of the waterfall effect, uh, which the movies did for a long time, which is you go to the movies, then you go to cable, then you go to networks, then you go to the airplane, right? Or airplane was a little bit sooner, but anyway. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of the subscription services, even though I can't stand what has happened to HBO max, I will never just call it max. Um, but, but they've done the same thing. Now you had the CEO say the other day, he's like, you know, People are like, when is, uh, I don't know what they have. It's Warner Brothers. Maybe it's Barbie. It's like, when's Barbie coming out on HBO Max? And he's like, well, we're going to go back to the old way of doing things. So it's in the theaters. Then we're going to go to digital premium, which means you can pay 20 or 25 bucks to own it or 19 bucks to rent it. Then you can pay five bucks to rent it. And then after about eight months in the fall, it'll come to HBO Max, right? So they're looking at it and going, we we want to have as much revenue from each individual title as possible and everybody wants that of course but they're saying that chasing that is more lucrative than the benefits of getting subscribers because they're here for day one content i don't know if microsoft will discover that or not depends on how good the content is um and they don't have the theatrical so it's a bit of a apples to oranges um but you know i i I think uh to, to me, what I would do, I've said this many times, if I was Sony, I would do exactly what Sony's doing, but I would kill one of their projects that's like $100 million, and I would give $10 million to a Kojima or you know a Cliffy B or whatever. I, I, would, I would make Man, I 10... I wish you would return to Gears. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I would make 10 bets every year, every 18 months for $10 million games that are day one PS+. Plus. Right. So you don't, you're not going to be putting Uncharted 5 on there. Those will still have the waterfall effect, but you still want to have some sexy shit to put on your service that it's like, oh, I want to play that this month. Right. Like on Peacock. Peacock just announced yesterday that uh, Twisted Metal has done incredibly well in subscriptions for them because people were like, I want to watch that. Now, whether you stay, who knows? But if you have 10 of these a year, I just played yesterday. Uh, it's called Trend, which is a terrible title, but I guess it's from, I don't know where the fuck they live. It ain't America, so who cares? Um, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it, it's, you know, those Brio trains that have the magnets on the front and the back. Yeah. They made a game in Dreams, Media Molecule, their, their last supported official game, and it came from Media Molecule. It is exceptional. It is so fun and chill and relaxed. It's beautiful looking. It's called T-R-E-N. But the only like, way you like, get it... Like the like the performance-enhancing drugs trend? I, I don't even know. It's <laughs> literally sure, like, it's called hardcore. Trend. Like it's a wrestling and game. And I'm like, did you guys forget <laughs> like, to run it through translation when you brought it to America? What is trend? Um, so, trend but, but, but... It's really good, but you have to have dreams, which yes, they're giving it away for free, but it's this, it's, it's just the same old Sony shit of like, you're so close. Like dreams could have been better than Roblox. It could have been a cash cow for them. And I'm sure there were valid reasons. They're not idiots, but it's like, why didn't they do that? Right? Well, trend is great. And trend is one of those games that if they would have said, Hey, here's our day one drop for May, that's exclusively built for PS plus. That would have been great. And it's kind of that, but you got to download dreams and you got to go through the dreams interface and you got to go through the tutorial and then you can play trend. Fuck you. Fuck you. There's too much competition to jump through hoops. It is a, it is a buyer's market. God, I talk a lot. I'm sorry. People are like, I do need to talk about final fantasy. What? Where's, where's uh Sephiroth? Where's, where's Tifa? I want to play with Tifa today. Hey, shh. 
quiet now. Let's be quiet, Ginger Prime. Shh. Ginger Prime's like, bitch, I'm a professional comedian. You can't just say shit. You have to. Yeah. You got to work out your ten minutes, baby. Oh, you, you need do. a tight. You, you need a tight ten. What's the one joke you went on stage that you thought was going to kill, and it just nobody gives a shit? Um, Give us that one. Give us that one. Oh, okay. So it's dark. Uh, <laughs> typical is uh, so I was bullied a lot. So a lot of people hating on me uh, online mm -hmm. doesn't ever bother me. And when I was uh, in middle school, a bunch of the kids because I was Catholic and you know doing time in Oklahoma. Uh, decided it'd be a great gag to go ahead and break a bunch of glass bottles and push me into it, uh, cut me up something fierce, send me to the hospital. Uh, spoiler alert, I survived. So year, uh, the next year, though, interestingly enough, uh, one of the boys who uh, decided to orchestrate uh, my attempted murder uh, drowned in Lake Murray. I guess we can know who God loves more. So it didn't land. <laughs> it, I like that joke. I like I like that joke. It's got, but I, I still need work on it. Yeah. I I didn't have to think. What I'm thinking about though is what is it as a comedian? Because I go, that joke works. It's there's some funny stuff in there. It's dark. It's evocative. But why doesn't it kill? It can't be the content. The content works. It's the delivery. There's, a, in, there's a, in, in there's your a, performance or up. where you put. Content. It's, it's where it lines up. Like that's that's the 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 best. Like because I've I've tested that two or three times, and I've gotten some laughs, but right. it's all in where it then gets placed because like it. There's it's fascinating the, to me. The other thing is in this moment because you had me give you that joke specifically. Like there was a lot more setup that I had to give you. I would rather give you that same setup, but with other tags and punchlines. So then right. I can kind of get into that, and then I would go from there, or I would lead into it with my. Uh, my religious war like what i need what we need is a little really a new religious war my personal religious war is you know i tell my protestant friends about like the cost of condoms going up and it's like oh my gosh how can you not afford kids and then i tell right. my catholic friends like dude isn't it great when you just like you know come inside your wife so much that she's just like the happiest thing ever you know it's just real dirty in that regards but that's where it's like i kind of but like you set up the catholic thing so they know yeah because it's, it's almost like game design i've never thought about that but constructing a joke you can, you can, it's almost like the joke you told us is alpha is the alpha version in terms of like alpha beta final in game development terms. So it's like alpha is when you have all the content for the game, but it's not all polished right. and you gotta, and you know, gotta that really joke said it. alpha. So now you have yeah. some, you got, it's so cool. I love that. Yeah. I, I didn't I, remember. I, I've been, that. It was fun that you brought that up. Cause like, I just, I was like, okay, I want to reintroduce this concept. Uh, and so I was, uh, I was doing that based off of, uh, and I actually wrote it like uh, it was great because after I did it, like I actually was like I did some other jokes. It was, it was, it was great because one that I did is like the like my wife and I've been married for 13 years. And it's just like, yeah. you know, I love my wife. She's a freaking bamf. And weirdly enough, like uh, one of the things the advice we got is that when you're angry, you should, you know, get naked. And, and you know, so you should fight naked with your wife. And that was advice, mm. real advice that I got. Uh, when getting married and I was like well the thing about fighting naked with your wife is it leads to being naked but not fighting and then that leads to children and then that leads to more fights and so me and my wife had to come back together and decide like okay well what are we going to do about this and so we agreed that we're going to name our kids at least after the fights that that you know oh, that's into great. Existence. so we have debt 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 uh, and a flat tire. So the uh <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. Like, yeah, there's another cutout. Like, that's, 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 I love it. I love yeah, it. That's so, pretty good. Yeah. Um uh uh, uh 
Anyway, sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to derail Jaffe. If you didn't, it's like me saying I don't want a messy car. If I didn't want a messy car, my car wouldn't be messy. It's messy. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Now I forgot what I was going to say. No worries. Uh, I was going to. Chris, do you have any uh, question? Because I was going to get back to kind of our final game of the year. Oh yeah, we're talking games. Sorry, fellas. We were. We were talking game of the year. This is about as on point as some of the award shows are. We're nailing it. Yeah, some of them really drift, man, and those are actually the ones I enjoy more. Like I like when the presentation just sways off. I think like, it depends on the I'm podcast you're listening to, right? I, there are some podcasts where like the drift works, and other times where I'm like, I want to listen to Sam Harris talk about determinism and the lack of free will. I don't care if his guest <laughs> likes McDonald's pancakes. Let's go, boys! But you know, you know what you're getting into with that. Where some podcasts you're like the fuck are they talking about i don't care about your personal shit but that's interesting how can you not love how a joke is constructed that's a wonderful documentary that i'm sure there exists rogan where he talked about like some of those jokes have to be tried out like 40 oh or he's so weeks. not funny though i don't dislike joe rogan and, uh, necessarily but his jokes are terrible. he had a comedian as a guest and they were talking about how you workshop a joke and like that oh was that's interesting cool interesting to hear that like you take it to these like 40 different nights and you try to hit different demographics and all this and that's all to put together like one piece. And then you have to put together all these different pieces. And so by the time you see somebody as a Netflix special, and then you don't hear from them for five years or 10 years. We're like, what do they just get a big check and sit on their butt? And it's like, no, yeah. they building like, it, it takes them that done. long to build enough pieces yeah. that they can put it together and they get the whole thing together and they have a great piece, but it doesn't fit. So it gets tossed. And like, like what we see on Netflix, it just really, I don't know. It made it seem more like it's like the theme park experience and like the real art happened. Oh yeah. Out in the comedy clubs. And he was, he was talking about in the context of it got brought up because um, it was when uh, who's the ginger that uh, wouldn't stop. Lucy on people. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Lucy uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. So I, I get that whole time. <laughs> and, somebody and somebody recorded him and they were, they were getting mad because like you can't record the sets in comedy clubs because comedy clubs are the cutting floor. So like if if we take that away, we won't get good Netflix specials. You have to have a local place where people can bomb because that's where the art happens. Mm. The Netflix specials, the finished product, right? So it would be like if if game devs had to stream all of their development meetings. Like you use foul language on stream, but not streaming your development meetings is is incredibly important. Right. The ability right. for everybody to just say whatever the fuck they want, it doesn't matter, is nice. That's, a, that's yeah, the art of brainstorming. Point. Yeah, if someone's going to shoot down your brainstorm ideas, like you're going to stop throwing ideas out. And what we learned and what I've always believed is like, and that's one of the things that I get frustrated about in the di in the dialogue online, especially around like MMOs, like for us is like, well, let's just talk about ideas. And people like immediately, it's like they attack every idea. And so like the end of the day is like, oh, we just don't do anything. And then everybody gets mad about that too, as opposed to like, it doesn't mean that my idea is good, but it could inspire the thought or the oh, yeah. good idea that we build too. You throw it to get like, we always say like throw everything against the wall. It doesn't mean we're going to do everything, but it does mean like, Oh yeah. Like maybe we should just turn everybody into, you know, slime. It's like, well, that's a stupid idea. Like, don't say that say, Oh, what if we did this instead? Like, it's just always like the best brainstorming are all building on top of each other. Um, but the hardest I, part about that, though, is that the most disruptive people in meetings oftentimes can be the ones that are have a lot to offer because mo I don't know if you've found this and I don't know if you it affects your comedy, but I think I do believe there's something very valid about the best creation 
most often, not always, but more often than not does come from people who are struggling. And that doesn't mean they're like struggling, like, Oh, my life is terrible and everybody died, but you go into entertainment, whether you're creating it or performing it, because there's a hole there. You want mm -hmm. the applause, you want the adulation, you want the attaboy pat on the head, uh, because there's something missing. And if you're in a meeting and you're a little bit of a rapscallion, um, it's a pain, <laughs> but it's also a sign that maybe that person, you know, is going to contribute a lot of interesting stuff. But the people who I find worrisome are the ones that are like, yeah, they're just ideas, man. You know, everybody has ideas, throw them out, throw them out. And, and, and if you're that comfortable not caring where the idea comes from and there's so little of your own personal pride and ego and unhealthy fixation in the mix, I think you're going to end up with something that feels just eh. you get something watered down like absolutely yeah. like yeah there's and so be i think the that's why sony was always so great oh yeah sony first party knows how to manage that like my boss always you know it was me and mike yam and we were nightmares to work with in the beginning but they didn't throw us out on the street we got so lucky that we got paired with alan becker who kind of managed us and he was like he could see the cool stuff that we brought but he also knew that we're a fucking pain in the ass to people. So he had to kind of play with both of those dials. Whereas a lot of companies will just throw you out. Yeah. And it's like, see, look, we've kept the status quo. Everybody's happy. It's like, yeah, but your customer's not because you've gotten rid of the juice, you know? So why are we talking about this? Let's talk about the things on your shelf in the background. You ever do that? I of course you do that. You set it up. You want people to look Chris, what the fuck? Dude, my house barely has working plumbing. This is all the stuff I had to move so they could get to the plumbing. That's the whole okay. story. Normally, all I right. keep it unbelievably clean. That way, yeah. people have nothing to focus on. My wife got oh, me nothing, a uh, hidden nothing. So it's she just, got me. It's just a mess back here. My whole house is a mess. My wife got me like my logo and name and stuff like in ooh, neon. We just ooh, haven't hung yeah. it up yet. But I got nice. my I got my Buster Sword right there, and then I oh, got and some, what's the like, superpowers poster? Yeah. What's that? Uh, that's a Super Mario. We got oh. uh, Link, and then we got Mega Man. I love Mega Man. Then we got a bunch of different Nintendo controllers, which they're always weird. And uh, and then I have uh, my like Final Fantasy some stuff over there, and some Final Fantasy stuff here. And then what's my the wife's knitting. What are, what are the, I was gonna say? What's the quilts over there? That's my wife's knitting. She likes to nice. do that from time to time. So she, she right. has her she has her desk. Not right there. to derail, fellas. Not to derail, but I derailed. I'm sorry. It's your show. Continue. I'm so sorry. It's your show. Continue. I do have to get back to work, but to wrap up the show, um, I'd like to spend a little uh kind of to final uh, finalize the title just so it's not like hey, you clickbaited us with Gaffy and Jaffy, and we didn't end up getting any game of the Allie year. Will touch you we talked about talking. game of the year. We Allie talked about game of the year, but, but I want like you talked about that. But I want to talk about Jaffy's face. <laughs> I want to talk about though, like in terms of like outside of a palia, because he's like you're that's like that's your personal. Oh, game what of the year. are well not like, yet. But what are like be. so we're thinking maybe Starfield's going to be a contender. Yes. It just it just has to it just has not to suck. Like I think it can if, if it comes out and it does if it runs what they've already put in terms of scope and scale. I think people are going to get lost. In You're talking about the big hours. game of the year awards from the magazines or yeah. Keeley or whatever. Okay. So it's, yeah. it'll be, it'll probably be Starfield, Baldur's Gate three tears, the kingdom. It's going to be either dead space remake or RE four remake. They're, they're both brilliant. One of those will fit in there. Um, 
I don't know about Palia yet, but it's it's on the come up, as the kids say. Um, what else? I don't think Final Fantasy 16 really See, did I was, much. I was going into this year thinking Final Fantasy 16 was going to be a game of the year contender, and I haven't finished it yet, and I've enjoyed it. But after yep. stepping into Baldur's Gate 3, I was like, there's no way in hell that this could go to Final Fantasy 16. Like, right. ju it's just like... If Final Fantasy 16 maybe released last year, you know, I, I, I could I could see that, but all of a sudden I'm like, wow, and that's just again like comes back down to it. That's probably my personal game of the year. I'm curious to see how Starfield does because I the, the pushback on Baldur's Gate three is like, oh, I don't like turn based combat. It's like, well, Baldur's Gate three, like you know, like a Starfield action combat, you know, are like heavily are heavy RPG right. elements. Maybe that one to you know filling in that gap, but. For me, it's been a great year of, our, of the RPG. Oh, Octopath Traveler was... 2 came out. I haven't gotten to that yet, but it's still on the list. And and so that's kind of where I was like, yeah, I'm with you on 16. I was hoping that you'd bring up 16. And then there's a game called Dave the Diver, which is phenomenal. One of the best games of the year that you can get right now. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's anything on Steam. It may be on Switch. I don't know. But it is an indie game, and it's fucking brilliant. Um, it's about a diver who dives and uh name dave yes it's no, really weird really get you but yeah and and he, he kills fish and he brings them up and he helps run a sushi restaurant at night and i know it sounds crazy but it is so good and it is so well paced um that i think that's gonna be on a number of lists as well but in the chat somebody says hogwarts legacy i don't think so i i think you know for whatever it's worth that kind of blew its water early and it wasn't an Elden ring that blew its wad in February and is still has people talking about it. And that doesn't mean it's not valid as a contender, but if you're talking about the big ones, people tend to remember just like movie nominations, the Oscars, most the recent issue, stuff, right? Yeah. If you want to win an Oscar, it matters when you release, you don't want to yeah. release right at the beginning of the, the year, whenever yeah. their cutoff is, unless it's every out. now and then you get a, a, a unicorn, but 95% of the time, it seems you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, first of mine, it plays a huge impact on all of this. And that's where, that's where games of service has, you know, done well in keeping people coming back to the well, even yeah. if they're not ultimately like, Oh man, I wish they, like, I wish the game delivered more. It's like, well, it does, but it's going to keep delivering this. Like, Hey, it's been a year. Come back and check out the latest updates, et cetera, et cetera. So, right. Um, yeah. Uh, that's and then I don't know, Spider-Man two, probably not. I mean, at least what I've seen so far, and I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I love Miles Morales, but it just kind of looks like a beautiful piece of what we've played before. But maybe that's not the case. But that's what, from what they've put out so far, it looks just like comfort food gaming. It doesn't look like something that's going to get a, a nominee, uh, a nomination. Is there anything else we're not thinking of though? Uh, 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 Pally, I think is the big surprise because I haven't yet touched that, and it's really exciting. Well, I'm very curious what MMO people like you guys think of it because it's so not tower of fantasy it's so not yeah. let's go out and you know kill monsters and shit that it made you guys people like you may look at it and go what do we do this is stupid well i think um, it's in a good spot for that because um wow had its best expansion in a long time and, and final fantasy had an expansion that wrapped up the end of its uh narrative saga and they're going to begin a new one so it ran 10 years and so you know wow. if you play through the end of the 6.0 that's that's a complete story and then they they took the creative risk of saying we're going to tell players they can quit if they want and then we're going to start up a new saga and your character will continue onward um and i think there are a lot of people that took that as a you know when i've been looking for a, like i feel like i can never leave and i think there are a lot of people that have stepped away so that was a creative risk 
um gears of war i mean uh, uh man i wish guild you wars, another gears of guild, war. guild wars 2 has done a great job with their new expansion and supporting it in a way that their previous years haven't so i think you have a lot of mmo players that overlap in our space that are fairly satisfied with their main game and so i think the advantage that palia has if you're talking about specifically overlap with mmo players mm, right is you're sense. not inviting in people who are frustrated because everybody that wants Final Fantasy to be good, Final Fantasy is good. Everybody that wants WoW to be good, it's the best it's been in a while. And so if they're coming over, it's right. So they're not, it's like a restaurant. You don't want to be the restaurant that's across the street and everybody comes over after they've been told that their food isn't coming to the table. Because then they come in in a pissed off mood. So the only people coming into your restaurant are really there and they're there to be open-minded and they want something new. Because the other restaurant's doing fine. So you're not inheriting a bunch of angry customers. So I assume Palia for overlap in our space is in a pretty good spot. I don't know if any of that I, makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It also makes me think that, you know, woe unto you if you have a restaurant next to the Olive Garden, because that's the best restaurant ever. Um, Mario <laughs> Wonder. Till they're out of breadsticks. See, and then yeah. you're inheriting oh, all the angry people the and they best. come in. Fanto sir says Mario Wonder. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm very excited for Mario Wonder, yeah, but I'm a huge Mario guy. I'm excited for that in the same way I'm excited excited for Spider-Man too. There's nothing they showed that made me go, "Holy shit, they've moved the needle." It's more just kind of like, "All right, this is comfort food. It looks really fun and really delightful, but you know, we've played it many, many times before." So, but I mean, you know, maybe Fanto sees something in it that we don't, but uh, I certainly I'm will really be getting it. I'm really looking forward to Mario Wonder. Like I love like Mario is that's like the first game I ever saw was Super Mario Brothers 2 on the NES. And I was like, and from that moment, that's where I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And uh, and so I'm really excited for Mario Wonder, both to play with my kids, but also just to kind of enjoy it, you know, like on you know, on my own. And the only downside about Mario Wonder is the same thing, is like I, I just get frustrated that everything gets locked into my Switch hardware where everything yeah. else that I game is all just like, well, right, I want to play on the, I want to play my game on PC today. Cool. I want to play it on the handheld. Great. I want to play it on the, on the console. Perfect. Oh, it's my character. It's my save. Like I've been spoiled by that so much so that it's like, wait, you, you mean I got to go yeah. to, I got to go to your house to watch this movie. Yeah. Well, it's weird, know, but it's Nintendo, know. you know, they're, they're, they're just, they're just discovering AOL. So give them a little time. They'll, they'll, they'll get there. Um, oh, right. Somebody brought up Diablo four, right? That's, you know, that, that, Path that one looks better. Uh, which one? The Path of Exiles announcement makes Path of Exiles look better. It's not, it won't be out this year, but like, right. That's the, um, you know, so I don't know if that affects judges opinions, but like knowing that something better is on the horizon. I think even though Baldur's Gate out, has so. nothing to do with Diablo, a lot of people who don't know compare them because the perspective, mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to play Baldur's Gate from that perspective, but I think that might take off some of the shine. Sure. Uh, I don't expect Alan Wake two to be up there, but that would be so cool. Like if they, if they just make the, 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 the 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 best horror game of all time and surprise the fuck out of everybody that would be awesome but i don't i mean you know i i'm looking forward to it but i don't expect it to to set the world on fire um jedi survivor i haven't even played it i played the first one i really liked it i own survivor but i there's just too much to play i mean does that seem like something that'll be on the list or no i uh, see uh, i played the I first one 
it seems like there's more commercial success. It really, I mean, I don't know. It always feels like there's, there's gotta be more sales. Like it feels like tears of the kingdom or like Baldur's gate three out of the gate or something that's been so long anticipated, like Starfield that it just yeah. comes out and it's just all people can talk about because it's all people have talked about since they showed us like a tire rolling across a logo and they told us nothing else. And people are like, I already know it's a great game. Well, I think I said, no, it's not. Space. Why not? And I was like, I'm, I'm just asking what it is. Like, I'm not even telling you it's yeah. going to be good or bad. I'm saying we didn't see anything and you're telling me it's good. So I'm asking you what's even right. in the game because you've right. already made up your mind. I wonder with that game, um, do you think the lack of previews, uh, the lack of code going out? I talked to Gene Park uh, the other day from Washington Post and he said he's expecting review code in like any day now. But we're we're now, what, three weeks away from launch? Yeah. Uh, is it weird or is it, does that, is that it's, signal anything or not really? It's Less either super more. confident. It's either super confident or there, there's a, a, a problem and they're really an or engineering problem. They're trying to work on it. Yes. Now yeah. I, I just don't get the, the cyberpunk. And if it was, then I would announce a delay. Like I would not let the, you know, the, I would not follow up red. Did I say cyberpunk or Starfield? We said, said we're that. talking about Starfield, but he said Cyberpunk. Oh, okay. I would, not okay. I would not follow Redfield with uh, Redfall with it like this, like if if it's in trouble. But it does feel like it's one yeah. or the other. Like it is honestly at this point, like it is either like super confident. It's going to have bugs. It's a Bethesda game, and then that gets resolved and fixed, and etc. They they've turned around Fallout seventy six from everybody that I've talked to who still yeah. who plays it and they're having fun with it. And it's like all right, like good for them. Great. This isn't a multiplayer game though, so it doesn't have that complexity. That yeah. you then have to worry and, and adjust for. So uh, there, I think I honestly think that in a way, the quietness is built is having all this earned media. All of us are running around like any little right. any little Todd Howard quote from two years ago. We're gonna right. talk about how we analyze. I'm that just excited. I'm really excited for it. I, there, there's something about what I've seen so far that just hits um, the right gears for me. Um, it's just I like science fiction a lot i like star trek like science fiction that asks questions about the universe and our place in it and it sounds like that's part of their narrative and that's a big part of you know the 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 driving force of the game so you know i'm i'm i i hope i'm not disappointed but I, after what we've played so far and we're just in august it, it's been it's it's i mean i don't know can you think of a better year for gaming not no. recently not recently. Yeah, no. It's almost overwhelming. And I think with the delays, like you kind of called out at the oh, start of the shit. show. Like Are you all cry? of that is now I'm good actually. Okay. I just want to make sure it's overwhelming. Sometimes the crying people cry when it's overwhelming. I feel it. I'm the, I'm I feel the, it coming. I'm the I'm the emotion to, to, to the Chris's like you know. I cry all the time at TV though. I I cry at commercials. We're gonna review spreadsheets on stream. I am yeah. not the crier. <laughs> the Excel. Uh, how, how, who are you as a content creator? I work in Excel. I do. <laughs> I do. I analyze patch schedules. It's like super chat. Here's ten bucks. Go over to cell four. And make that gold. Oh my uh, God! Thank uh, you. Thank you for the support. The uh, uh, now the one of the jokes that I I have is that uh, I've been on testosterone uh, for like a month now. And outside of the Final Fantasy coming to Xbox announcement, my joke is like because I don't bring that up, and it is like, yeah, man, I have energy. I sleep better. I haven't cried in a month. I have no empathy for humanity. So I don't know what that's about. But yeah, that is. Have you found yourself it. matter? I'm way more more. I, I am way more 
more. Like there's just mm -hmm. maybe a little bit too much of me in that regards. And so it's that uh, I'm a little, like I've always been just weird. Like I've always just been just this. And for the, like the last 10 years, I feel like my, maybe my arm has been tied to my foot. And so I've just been like hobbled. And even with that, people are like, oh, I'm very, like, I'm very joyful. I'm very excited. Like, I love video games. I went to go do it. And then the Halo documentary, Halo 2's documentary came out. And I was like, F that. I, that's what we're, like, the Bungie locked them away for nine months to finish Halo 2. And I saw that and I was like, oh, this company is going to pay me twice? And I'm not going to, like, I can have a family. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, have a wife who was going to, like, just, like, hate me because I'm like, babe, we got to go live at the office for 10 months. You know, I was like, no, 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 no. So I ended up, like, hobbyist gaming. But um, anyway, for the last, like, 10 years, I felt like I was just, like, I, I've been hobbled. And now it's like, oh, I feel like I'm 20 years old. I think clearly. I feel great. That's great. And So you're, like, yeah. some of those people who get on it, though, maybe they're misdiagnosed and it's not that low because they get... They become real assholes, but my yeah, you said seen... that, that's what he was like. My well, dad like said when he plastic had... surgery. Also, you can choose, right? Some of that's corrective, some of that is elective. So there are people that get it replaced, and then while they're at it, can have it dialed to levels way beyond where they started. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Interesting. Yeah. So Interesting. Uh, there, I definitely feel different, and it's like, but it's yeah. I think uh, I have to remind myself that it, like. I will dominate the conversation. I, I, you know, I try to force myself to listen still. There's like a lot of, I try to do active listening, you know, as best I can. Cause like, I will talk forever. And I, one of the things oh, that, Oh yeah. yes. I'm familiar with. We talked about that, that the in the, in the show is like, just cut me off. Yep. I'm Italian. Just cut me yeah. off. <laughs> right. Right. And Chris is usually more reserved. So it's like, of course, gonna like, well, okay. So wait, you're Italian. Yeah. Uh, my background. I mean, I'm, my mom was Southern Baptist. My dad was Jewish. So, you know, I, I got, I got the fire, I got the fire and brimstone and the, but let's talk about it. Let's discuss Chris, you strike me as what, I don't know, but very, the, the reason I bring this up is I had a birthday party for my ex-wife once and there were these two guys and one, they were dating and one guy was Jewish and one guy was like, uh, 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 uh Presbyterian or something. I don't fucking know what he was, but he was a <laughs> Christian guy. And it was so interesting because the Jewish guy and I would get into debates and the Christian boyfriend would be very bothered by it. He's like, Shh, don't, don't do that. We're out in public or whatever. And we were like, we're just, we're having fun. We're just talking, we're shooting the shit, but it, it, and I'm not saying one's better than the other, but I'm saying that I do find that that background, believe it or not, I, I don't mean to be like uh is it racist or religious or whatever? But I, I do find those cultures really do lend themselves to different ways of engaging in conversation. Um, I don't know if you have found that as well, but Chris, what were you brought up as? Do you have a religion? Uh, my dad is from a family of alcoholic Germans and they believe in a version of Christianity where the dinosaurs are not real and the earth is exactly 2,700 years old. Were you and raised with you that can't as read Harry Potter? And I was there 40% of my childhood and 60% was a agnostic engineer outgoing. That's my mom who comes You're like from Spock. alcoholic Irish. And so okay. alcohol present everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, I just learned that people can be very different because like I, I had two parents that were just totally on opposite and yeah. 
of everything of everything um one of them just so fundamentally conservative and religious that it didn't make sense and the other one so far into all that matters is we should support the liberal arts and we should support academia to the point where it doesn't make sense and so you're just so they like they never see eye to eye so like what i don't know is how my parents ever like dated like that that <laughs> right. just blows my mind <laughs> like because they're super good at being not married to each other uh, right i don't <laughs> Maybe she wanted to change him, Chris. Maybe she wanted to change him. I don't see it. Um, Did, is your dad still with us? Uh, yeah, he's with somebody. Okay. Does he ever watch? <laughs> does he ever watch your show? <laughs> no. I just say if he tunes in, he's like, "Who's that I Jew mean, you're talking to? You talking to a Jew, Chris? I see him uh, almost. I see his nose. That's probably what he's saying. He's he's watching your show. Is all I'm saying. Maybe." Is he a racist, Chris? My wedding, so this would be a weird time to start. Is, is, is your dad a racist, Chris? Is he not like the Jews? Um, he just doesn't like people that are wrong, and that's everybody but him. And that's the Jews. So that happens to be any group that doesn't look, act, or think like him. Oh, it doesn't man. have to just be race. It can be any group of people. It He's can be hating a lot of people. Right. It's making you found that hating any one group is not a, really a waste of time. We could hate right. so many groups. Is he really like that, though? He's really yeah. that angry? He's angry all of the time. Oh, poor all guy. I hope he time. gets some therapy or something. Is he open to that all or probably not? Probably that's, not. That's rough. That's Jewish, rough. Jewish is a race. It's also like it's a, both. a religion. It's a, it's it's a religion, religion yeah. which means that yeah. I'm just slapping my steering wheel and using explicit. Nine, nine, nine. It's just getting you know? me. It improves my gas mileage the more I say the F word. So what's important is you got to keep the windows up because I, do, I am in Texas and there, I think, a, oh, I think man. a gun comes in a, a third of the cars. I so think you're born with a gun. Keep it First you pop out, it's like so it's, it's it a boy. Yourself. You can say whatever And then it's you want. like it's an assault rifle. And here's inside your, here's your, your license for your, right. for your right. vehicle. A concealed carry, you know? <laughs> that's right. It comes right out of the mother. You, you, yeah. it, it, that's what I heard. You have sex with a Texan. The woman gives birth to a rifle and a child. It's insane. Nine months later, two rivals. You if you're lucky, right? Well, yeah. If, you have, if you're on testosterone, watch yeah. out. You get yourself a bazooka <laughs> popping out of that thing. So a tank. That's what I were shooting for. <laughs> there you That's go. why they're worried about all these clinics because there won't be enough rifles. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you aborted my AK-47, motherfucker. Oh Lord, have mercy! Yeah. This is not where you guys thought this was going to go, was no, it, no. Ginger Prime? I know. I'm just I having know. a fun time. I was born and raised here. Please don't Google us. Oh, I, what what part? I was born and raised in 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 and around Dallas. Okay. And, uh, you know, we hit the news. Sometimes it's good. Oh, it's I know. Sometimes. Hey, I drove through Texas a couple of times. It's a nightmare to drive through. It's just nothing but racism and WalMarts. But. There are some great cities in Texas. Uh, I think Austin's great. What's the one that has that river park? San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. Antonio? Is that the one that? Has, yeah. River I love Walk? that yeah. place. Riverwalk. Yeah. That's River awesome. Um, but I grew up in Alabama, so I know there's, you know, you got to get out, man. Although, you know, I don't know. What are we talking about? I don't actually about, think fellas? of myself as that Texan until like something will come up in conversation. Like somebody will go, well, everybody in Texas has a concealed handgun license. Oh. And, and, I, and, and everybody owns a gun. And I said, I don't own a gun. They're like, yeah, but do you have a concealed handgun license? And I was like, yes, I do. And like, why? And I said, because I got it as a Groupon in college. And I didn't realize how Texan of a phrase that is. That's but insane. I was just walking through the student union building. And somebody said, do you want to eat pizza and shoot handguns? And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, yes, I yes, do. I, yes, yeah, I do. Yes, I do. I didn't know that's what I wanted to do. That. It's it a great. hell of a restaurant great. idea. So whatever. Yeah. So 
they they had just they had a group on and you could go eat pizza while listening to them go through the the course and then they took you out to the range and you got to shoot handguns all afternoon and then at the end you got a concealed handgun license that's the only day your dad was proud of you the only day i don't know that that would have done it <laughs> Fair enough. Oh. Wow, he's tough. He's a you tough one. Joining a group at a university, probably a bunch of liberals. Yeah, but where you got to shoot people though. Um, can you walk you in Texas? People, it, you shoot targets in his fantasy <laughs> though. Um, is, 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 is it is a target? Is are really hard because half the class doesn't make it. Uh, well, look. So <laughs> <laughs> you just stand opposite ends. The people that are left standing. It's like left. yeah. It's, it's like Hamilton. Shenanigans. Um, so, but wait a minute. So in Texas, can I just walk into a store with a gun out? Like, can I walk if I have a rifle? I can just walk into McDonald's and sit it on my table and eat my food. I can't, I don't think it'd be on the table. I think it'd be on your hip. Aren't we open carry now? I don't see it. Open carry, I don't see it at all. I see it. Oh, are you both in Texas? Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, open carry just makes a sixth or seventh generation Texan. Does that make you uncomfortable or you just get used to it that people are walking around with a gun on their holster? Just some average dude. I don't like open carry because it makes people act different. Because people that have a gun, out, they know that you see it, and they know that you know that they see it, and so they act like like give me a reason. And there's so there's a there's a different attitude with open carry versus concealed. Hmm. Yeah. You're still not allowed yeah. to carry anywhere that has fifty percent or more alcohol, so you're safe at a bar. <laughs> In theory, you're safe by the law. Back Doesn't mean safe from somebody. Yeah, being, being well, physics, physics. I, that could, yeah, I, I like how you're safe. Like, well, I was going to come there and shoot you, but the law says. Uh, oh, yeah. There's the law, but the law yeah. here, it's, they stop I'm ready me. to kill you, but 52% alcohol. I got to. Yeah, even, yeah. even before open carry, you could still have it in your car because your car is considered an extension of your home. So there's some weird castle doctrine. So you follow somebody to mug them in a parking lot and they reach into their vehicle. But then I don't know where the line is. So, like, if they shoot you from inside the car, are they okay? Because they were allowed to have it. But if they step out of their vehicle to defend themselves, is that a mm. problem? So, like, all of this is something where, you know, maybe don't shoot people. That would be, uh, I would go with that. Man, this conversation's awesome. And I would literally let it go, except for the fact that I've got a backlog refinement meeting about to kick up. So That I sounds like awesome. Let's keep oh. streaming that. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, uh, we're going to be in this. What, what can we improve upon? So um, I'm going to go ahead and say thank you guys. Thank you, David. Thank Jeffy, you guys. Thank you. Us. I'm so sorry for de- it's early, man. My no, brain isn't this online. Is great. Yet, this so. is great content. This is perhaps like yeah. the most like absolutely thrilling. I was wondering if I've we were going to get in seven hours. Yeah. Chris has been and he's going to continue. In fact, uh, I could actually just dip out and y'all can keep coming to the show <laughs> if you want, but um, well. Thanks, guys, everybody, for joining us. Go, uh, David Jaffe's uh, channel is tagged in the description of this video. Go follow him, check him out, and get more conversations as like crazy this. as this gets. Like this, it's good yeah. content. I watched it's, him. It's this. It's really good content. Like I can't, I can't think of enough for getting out there and just again throwing it all against the wall and just having a good time. So, thanks for joining us. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I'm gonna hit end broadcast, and it's gonna wave itself out. So I will as well. And we will see. And Chris will be still live over on twitch so you can go hang out with him for some spreadsheet and whatnot so anyway waving it out